What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Liz, Laura, Ellen, Justin, Kevin, and Josh. Before we dive into our 2018 season recap, just wanted to take a moment and say that our thoughts are with everyone affected by the senseless act of violence in Squirrel Hill on Saturday. We know that the show can be a bit of an escape for everyone, so we're going to spend the bulk of the show talking about happier times, but know that we're thinking of you. Let's go. Can you believe that, guys? No, I mean, that, that is no, the don't. craziest sequence of events we've seen in, a, in quite a period of time. In the top right corner, gentlemen, up to the middle, back to Hail, hail, the gang's all here. Yay! Packed house. <laughs> it is a packed house. What's going on? Every Are you guys ready for Halloween? No. I still have to get my costume figured out. I have a Halloween party in like three days, so this is <laughs> cutting it kind of close. Do you have it? Do you have like a top three uh, right now, Josh? Like right now, since I don't have time, it might just be one I already own. I have some wizard robes. I have a Star Trek outfit. You know, I, I got backups. <laughs> Harry Potter. Nice. Yeah. I figured uh, I'm I'm going to go cheap, and I got one of those, like, black lycra see-through masks, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go as Daredevil this year when I take the kids around. I'll just do, like, the half mask and uh, Run into stuff because you can't see. That'd be fun. <laughs> run, run into stuff because I can't see? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I uh, went to Aldi and I found the cheapest yet semi-acceptable candy <laughs> options. So I really want to like I am a huge proponent of like giving away toothbrushes or something oh. like that, like, very practical. But Justin says I'm not allowed to do that. Well, so I'm doing glow sticks. Um, <laughs> yeah, say he's the one doing me, not you. <laughs> do glow sticks. I did glow sticks. They're great. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Have well, you guys it's too late? Have you guys seen the uh, David S. Pumpkins Halloween special? No. Mm-mm. Does anybody know what that no, is? Clue. Okay. So there was a, there was a sketch on Saturday Night Live. You'll have to Google it after the fact. It's called David S. Pumpkins, um, with uh, Tom Hanks plays this like weird character. Anyway, they ended up making a cartoon special out of it, and it's now become like this tradition in our house in the same vein as like watching The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and the running gag in there is that. Um, David S. Pumpkins is looking through all of the candy and he sees there's raisins and he goes, ooh, raisins! And he like grabs them and throws them to the moon. So like the, the, the joke is that if you put all of your candy that you get in a jack-o'-lantern at night, you wake up in the morning, all the raisins will be gone. Um, and so all the kids are thrilled about that. So <laughs> the moral of the story is don't give out raisins. Cause that is all Laura Ellen got. Where'd he go? <laughs> yeah, I know. How do you think she feels now? I'm sorry. I did, I did get a pack of Smarties, and I'm pretty sure no one likes Smarties. So that'll be fine. <laughs> They're not raisins, yeah, so that's fine. not bad. Kev, how was uh, the weekend with the parents? It was good. We just ate tons of food, so I uh, went restaurant hopping, and it was uh, it was good. We got good weather. It was a good trip. They got back safe. All good. Good, good. Well, let's get to the reason why we're all here. Um, obviously, we did sort of a, a, a not really an end of season show last week, but it was just sort of recapping the Hounds' loss um, to Bethlehem Steel. But we wanted to spend some time really just sort of diving into the season that was beyond just the playoff game um and so that's why the gang's all here to all share our thoughts on everything that was going on so really there's not a lot of structure to the show um just have a bunch of random questions um and uh, maybe we'll just have some fun with this so guys the first question that i have on here is just biggest takeaway from the season overall and just to sort of keep us all from talking over each other i'm just gonna randomly call somebody's name and say go laura ellen your eyes got really big so i think i'm gonna start with you so what is your biggest takeaway from the season so far i shouldn't say overall Uh, so far oh i was like wait did i miss something (laughs) there's more games Um, no oh no um i don't know i think my biggest takeaway from the season is just really seeing uh, the development of the players and the melding of the team. And I think um, given that Lily was only here for a short period of time before the season began, uh, it just makes me more excited for next season. But that to say, I think that, um, you know, what happened this season, the play we saw this season, I think there was some really great play. I think there was also some very poor play. Um, so, I, I you know, I don't want to, 
you know, minimize the good things. But I think um, we really started to see these players kind of figure it out. And so, you know, I know we're going to talk about this later, but um, really thinking about who are the players coming back next season and can we really build on that? Um, But I saw this very much as a building year, which I think, you know, having the season that we had, I mean, building year feels very conservative, um, you know, because I think we had some really great successes. Um, So, yeah, I thought it was a great building year. Josh, biggest takeaway from the season for you? Yeah, I mean, it's mostly that the future is bright as far as tenure and uh, what we have to look forward to. But it's definitely in the same vein of a building year that this is a huge surprise what we got right out the gates with such a new team. You know, half of the Rhinos coming over and half of uh, the old squad of the Hounds and then the new guys we brought in and and Lily and Plusik and just it was a lot of rebuilding and the fact that we did as good as we did when it was so much rebuilding is fantastic so it's it's less about what I'm taking away and more about what I'm looking forward to Liz what do you think I think that I underestimated how much a good striker can can provide to a team and that I need a decommissioned ambulance so I can have better tailgates. Because <laughs> they are, they have plugs and batteries you can recharge, and there are little pockets for everything. Like just imagine the things I could do with a decommissioned ambulance at tailgate. This it is the first I'm hearing about this. I feel like she's been planning something. <laughs> kind of epic. This, I mean, this is takeaways. a genius idea. Yeah, 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 like the cabinets, and yeah. I think there's some refrigeration that goes on. I, and I would assume so. We could, and we could put the Mongols logo on the side. <laughs> right, we could have a painting this, day. So many activities. Oh, you know what? Like, I'm starting to have, like, fan, like so one of my childhood favorite movies of all time is Ghostbusters, and I have, like, <laughs> this secret desire to own the ambulance from Ghostbusters. If we took, like, a decommissioned ambulance and did it up Mongol style and put some steel up, that could be kind right, of fun. we got a fun. project for the uh, and just... season. Let's do it. <laughs> so if you're not a subscriber, so... please go to the show. <laughs> we have a new uh, a goal on Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So if you know anybody that has a decommissioned ambulance, please send them our way. (laughs) Kev, do you have a takeaway? Or should I just throw at you, what did we learn? What did you learn in this season, Kevin? Um, Well, I'll I'll say what I was getting prepared to say, and then I'll go into what I learned, I guess. Um, I don't know. I was thinking, I think it was an extremely, like, kind of echoing um, everyone's thoughts, really. I, I think it was an extremely successful year for the club. I think it was, and this is gonna this is controversial. This is gonna be controversial, but um, I think it was an average year for the team. I think from from what I think it was hard to to know. I've said this multiple times. I think it was hard to know what to expect from Lily and these gang of lads um, at the beginning of the season, and uh, and we've kind of, you know as the season progressed, we we've learned kind of what their ceiling is. And I don't think it's going out first in the playoffs. I mean, you know, I, I think Lily's pedigree and these players' pedigree. This, this is a this is a fine kind of average par season going out first in the playoffs for this team for the club. Incredible journey, incredible progression. Um, everything off the field has been great. And then you know, just looking at from where we were to where we are now, huge progress. It's great, but I think. With the talent level that's on the field that we have, as well as the experience and and the ability of the coaching staff, I think we need to keep. I mean, demanding is the wrong word, but you know, keep expecting um, the best out of the out of these group of guys, and and I think they can do it. So I think that's 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 kind of my takeaway. Um, what I've learned, I don't know. I haven't I haven't thought about it extensively. You threw that on me. I, I think. I think it was just I'll, I'll cop out and 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 end this pretty quickly and say I've learned like what you know Lily and and these this team can do and uh, and yeah the the base level is is playoffs um, so now I think we get to look forward to what they can do uh, in the coming years. I was gonna say I think coming into the season a lot of us were thinking based on just past results and 
I think this is just a shared common sentiment across the USL because we've had some discussions with other supporters groups since uh, you know the Hounds made the playoffs and all of that, that Lily is a defensive first coach. And I think what I've learned is that that's not necessarily true. Kev, you want to take a drink and then you put your cup down. <laughs> yep. like, you're ready <laughs> I to say, still don't really believe that. <laughs> um, I'm convinced that we're going we're gonna to see a different, well, not necessarily different, but a continuation of this Hounds system going into next season. So continuation in that what? That you were seeing more of an offensive attacking-minded, yeah, stronger midfield? Not necessarily midfield, but just the entire system. Yeah, I mean, I, I think before it was basic kind of new coach, new players thing of first we become solid at the back and then we grow from there. I think he's he's gotten to a position where he's gotten his philosophies across and he feels comfortable enough that we're strong at the back now. And now he's going to he's gonna not really, not not abandon it, but... You know, for, for multiple games at the end of the season, we were playing a back four. Um, you know, if you count Vonky as the a midfielder, we were playing with three defenders. Um, I think more and more you, you saw him getting the likes of Forbes, Parks, Brett, and Francois on the field all at the same time. I, I, th- I think this is kind of how he's, you know, he. I don't think he wants to be in the 30% possession area. I think, I think he wants, I, I think he's at the very least wants a more balanced system, if not more of attacking system. I just think we're going to see more of that next season. Justin, when we were in the playoffs, you turned to me and immediately started talking formation. No. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) Justin's waving me off. Wait, wait. Well, so actually, I mean, I think going like to what Kevin is saying, right? Like, so Kevin, you're essentially saying it's a building year, right? Like you're like, oh, we're going to see a lot of similar things. And then we're going to see this be added upon, hence a building year. I mean, I think... Um, I think for me, you know, I think about this team and I think like, what, what do people call it? The rhino hounds or Mm -hmm. is that, is that what they call rhino hounds? I don't know. I found that to be kind of annoying, but you know, is this just right, right, certainly. Right. And so like, is this the team or is this the, the beginnings of a team of what it would look like for Lily to have more resources to put into salaries and to put into getting better players. And and I think, you know, going, at least for me, like going off of what Liz said, I mean, for me, something that I'm looking to see and something that I certainly learned is we need um, strikers. Like we need forwards who can actually put the ball in the back of the net and not like fumble around and sky balls like Romeo or, you know, um, you know, we need, uh, you know, I think Nico needed more support this season and he didn't get that. And so I think at least for me, that's where I hope that there can be this continue or this continuation of funding and this continuation of, you know, building, um, you know, to what Justin's, you know, Justin's point about the marketing and the front, um, you know, the front office you know, that that can attract more players and the great stuff that the city is doing, you know, on the, you know, in a broader sense. And then what the team is doing can really attract players to say, hey, we want to play in Pittsburgh because of all these things. So I think, at least for me, that's um, kind of tying it all together. Mike, what did you think? What were your biggest takeaways? Oh, look at you throwing <laughs> it back at me. I was going to try to get out of it. Um, I think one of my biggest takeaways, and this sort of ties into something we're going to talk about later, is that there were a lot of things that happened this season, both on and off the field, that I was not entirely expecting. I mean, I think we had talked about, you know, what's it going to take to fill the stands? And I honestly was not convinced that winning on its own was going to fill the stands. And I still don't necessarily think that's the case. I mean, I think there were still the, the last, I mean, the home playoff game was amazing. Um, and there were still a few empty seats. Um, but to get to sort of that point in the season with the success that we had was a little bit disappointing. But I think that the things that were encouraging were, A, you know, we expanded the stadium um, and the Steel Army section grew, which was fantastic. I think, B, all of the stuff that happened off the field in terms of, you know, you had all of the local news coverage. You had the guys were constantly on, um, what was it, KDKA, um, the partnerships with, um, WQED, uh, you had Andrew Stocky from TAE was out there tweeting about the games. You had before the playoff game, um, 
The Hounds were all at the Penguin game. They got interviewed on the Jumbotron. You had the Pirates tweeting about this team. You now have, I mean, obviously in lieu of what happened on Saturday, it's it's awful. But you also had the men in Blazers are now tweeting about the team and wearing the jersey. So I think all of just the, the recognition that Pittsburgh has a team that was just completely missing last year is huge. Um, and I think that's the sort of off-the-field stuff that's going to help to cement this team beyond just sort of the families that have kids that have been through the academies or whatever it may be. Um, and so I think that's probably the biggest thing that I've been impressed with. And none of that happens just by accident. And I think that was sort of the, the drum that we were beating all of last season. And it, it's, it's fantastic that... Um, you know, Tuffy or whoever over there is pulling the strings to get this stuff done. This is the sort of stuff that we need. And I just, I, I think it's, I think it's amazing. So Laura Allen. Yeah. And I guess like one question that I would throw out to the group and, and kind of going with, you know, the pirates tweeting out about the playoff game, the Steeler. Well, actually, I don't know if the Steelers did or not, but you know, in the pens, but you know, is that something like, do you, as a group, do you think it is beneficial that like the Riverhounds should be tweeting more about, you know, as the pens continue through their season, as the Steelers continue through their season, like, do you think it would benefit the Riverhounds and kind of the standing of having, you know, a standing as a professional sports team in Pittsburgh to support the other sports teams, especially now that we're in the off season? Like, do you think that's beneficial or is that kind of like, Hey, pay attention to us. We're the little kid. I, I don't know. Like, what do you guys think? So I think that um, they have done it with the pens before, and the pen season goes for so long. They've done it, like, during game day sometimes because they're, they're competing with, with them on a regular basis in the spring. So I think that all of that connection is really great in this city because all of the sports, like, if you root for one sport, you root for all the sports, basically, if it comes down to it. If someone asks you, you're like, Oh, it's a Pittsburgh sports team. That's who I root for. So I, I think it's great to see that going back and forth. And unfortunately, there's still a huge swath of people who don't know that that stadium is there or what's it for. And getting the word out through the other teams and people investigating, even just knowing it's there, people are going to be like, oh, well, let's go. It's it's easy. It's relatively cheap. I heard there were dollar beers. Um, they let you tailgate. I love to tailgate. So I think that it gets a lot of exposure back and forth and to see that the mutual support is always a good thing. Justin, it looks like you're back. What do you think? So, I mean, I think any marketing is good marketing. So, I mean, I feel like if we can kind of maintain a presence on social media or on, you know, in news feeds somehow or something – um, just if we can stay in the present and I know that's hard because like Steelers are playing and then, you know, the Penguins, you know, playoffs and everything, you know, so I think it's hard to do that in the midst of that. But I think if we can continue to maintain our presence in the Pittsburgh culture, then I think that's going to be a positive thing come next season. So here's the big question. Are we there yet? Josh, are we there yet? Are we the fourth team in Pittsburgh yet? No, in, in, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, not not yet. We we are getting closer though than we've ever been before, and I feel like it. It's possible that I just don't. I don't know yet, just because the last time that playoff game was special, and we did have a huge presence, and it felt like we were we were there. That's what it would feel like. But that could have just been because we're in the playoffs. Like next year, if if it's radio is silence and the stands are empty still then obviously no uh so it's gonna be it's gonna be telling uh what the you know first half of that season is gonna look like next year if the, the fans are showing up because of this or if we're back to square one and we have to kind of fight our way back up there um i'm hoping that's not the case uh because we have a five thousand seat stadium now it's uh, a lot bigger so it's gonna look a lot more empty if we just get the same numbers <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. All right, so let's move on. We talked a lot about takeaways. We talked about what we learned a little bit. Um, now, the big question is, everyone, if you could bring back just one player from this 2018 squad in 2019, who would it be? And the caveat that I will add is if someone before you says a player that you had in mind, then you can pick another player. 
So, uh, to make things interesting... Wait, you, you can pick another player, or you have, you have to pick to. another player? You have to pick another player. So, ultimately, we'll end up I feel with... I like it's easier. We eventually get around to, like... Well, we'll get know, six players. players. We'll have six players. And I don't want to, like, you know... Uh, no disrespect to anybody. Um, but I'll start. Um, I will say, if I'm bringing back one player, it is... Let's break some hearts, Mike. Come on. <laughs> Romeo... No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> nope. Table gets flipped. <laughs> that's right. Um, I'll say Joe Greenspan. I feel like that's one of the safe... See, here we go. Because we played this game last year, and I think we're all like, Victor Soto, like, safest return. Like, absolutely no doubt. Um, I would say that when the season opened and Greenspan was back there at center back, especially when I the game that sticks out to me was the Cincy game um, where we went into Nippert earlier in the season and he was just a force in the back. And, I, you know, that's no disrespect to Hugh. That's no disrespect to Toby. But it was clear from the get-go that Lily had uh, a plan in place and Joe was a big part of that. And so um, I think there's a number of other players that you guys are going to talk about. Um, I feel like Joe might be the, the, the most obvious, at least in terms, you know, in my mind. But I think that even when we come back next season, if Lily wants to play a more round, well-rounded system, it's still going to start with a, a, um, a solid uh, defense. And I feel like Joe is sort of that anchor that you can sort of hold on to for a few years. So I'm going to say Greenspan. So I, I think uh, Nico Brett, um, obvious. Uh, I think, you know, what, 15 goals, eight assists um, in, a, in a team where the next highest is Romeo Park with Romeo Parks with five goals. Um, I think being clinical in the opposition's box and being solid in your own box gets you a very long way in this league. And so I think you can kind of, you know, if you're looking for ways to cut corners and maybe to cheat a little bit, I think you can kind of get by in the USL by having a very mediocre midfield. But if you have a very strong defense and a, and a, and a clinical finisher, then I think you can go really far. So, yeah, I think I think Brett's going to be huge uh, for us. And, and, you know, fingers crossed he comes back. Uh, Laura Allen, who's your, uh, who's your one player you're bringing back in 2019? Well, I was going to say Tommy V, but um, I will say Conardo Forbes. Um, I think he had a really good second half of the season. I think um, he was one of the players that seemed to develop continually across um, the entire season. Uh, And so I think, you know, Kevin thinks we're not able to, you know, you're able to get away with not having a strong midfield. I think having a strong midfield is kind of the core of a good uh, soccer team. So I think um, having, you know, Tommy B and Conardo Forbes in the middle um, could be great. Justin, who are you bringing back? Dang it. I was hoping it was <laughs> Josh first. Uh, I, hmm. With those players being taken, um, probably Dabo. I mean, I think... I think having that defensive midfield, someone who can, um, you know, I think him and Canardo together kept that midfield ticking a little bit, um, helped move the ball, possession, all of that kind of stuff. So I think if we can, if we could keep both those guys, that'd be nice. Josh, this is it. We get we get no more picks. Big, big call. No Josh. more picks. Who's, who's not coming <laughs> yeah, back? Who's Kevin Kerr, Dan Lane. Well, I mean, who's not? I'm, I'm not playing. <laughs> favorites here I'm, 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 I, <laughs> Hugh Roberts I, I feel like Hugh we need the back line still I mean there's a lot to like what he brought to the game and as far as that back, back line goes I I would argue I don't know I I like Greenspan but I I feel like there's more consistency with some of the other guys in the back than with Greenspan and one of those being Hugh Roberts so we, we like, probably inadvertently just built the core right up the middle of the field. We took Q Roberts and Greenspan, Dabo, Forbes, Fonky Azil, and Nico Brett. Straight up the middle. Um, is there anybody that you were surprised that we didn't pick? I mean, I'd say Dan Lynn, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know, because what we who's... 
It wasn't Kirk. Who's the other keeper that we had that got injured? Morton. Uh, Morton. Yeah. 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 He was playing fine. So I mean, I don't know. It might be the system just is really favorable towards the keeper. I'm probably severely underselling Dan Lynn right now, but I was kind of surprised Lynn, Lynn was picked. So the other thing I think about that too, as you like try to pick players to come back, like there's a lot of players that I would enjoy having back next year, or I think could benefit the Hounds in the long term, continually coming back, but I don't think they're crucial to the Hounds' success. I think like a guy like Todd Pratzner is somebody that I want back. You know, he's a solid center back, can you know play well, but like if he doesn't come back, I don't think it's crucial to the success of the team. I think. Zemanski's a guy I'd love to have back just for the leadership experience, but he's not. I don't think he's crucial to the success of the team. Um, and Jordan Dover might be the other one that I would love to see back next year, but you know, I think I think you can find that in other places. Yeah, Francois, Francois being left out too. I mean, obviously, I was going to choose Francois, but he's kind of tweeted out and made it sound like. It's not going to happen. So I didn't want to waste my vote. He's still my favorite. <laughs> it's where I would have gone if he hadn't have dropped hints that I don't think that we get to see him. I think that with someone on the other side, you know, to, to feed the balls in with Francois, that that Brett would have had that support that Laurel talked about. I think that he was he was a workhorse. I mean, he got to that ball. He played the left. He played the right. He didn't, like, he just, he fed the ball in. And I loved watching him play. Yeah, we had a discussion about this uh, in our Slack channel. Um, if you missed it, uh, Francois put out a tweet. Basically, it didn't confirm that he's not coming back, but it strongly implied that he won't be back next season. Um, and so we we had sort of a discussion about like why. Like there were there were moments during the season where we talked about like he could legit be the MVP of the USL for whatever the span is, but. Most of the time, it was like a few games. Um, the guy's work rate is just unbelievable. His speed is unmatched. But, you know, the point that I brought up in Slack was, Kev, you you just, you're sort of the notorious one that loves to point out that a lot of times it just comes down to stats. And, I mean, he created a lot of goals. He created a lot of opportunities. But when you have guys in those positions, you need goals. And, and I think that um, – while he was a fantastic personality, I'm, I'm saying it like he's gone. We don't even know for certain if he's gone. But, like, fantastic personality, I think, you know, he sort of embodied everything that we want to see in a player, just never gave up, um, that this could be another situation where, you know, we, we were pulling for something like a Victor Soto last year. And I don't think anybody – everybody loved Soto when he was here last year. But at the same time, I don't think anybody can argue that – Dabo and Zemanski were sort of a step up from from Soto. So I think that stats-wise, you know, you've got to sort of look at it and play a bit of money ball, which I think Lily does do, and you might end up getting somebody that maybe doesn't have Francois' speed but maybe is a little bit more clinical and does get you a few more goals, and that could be all the difference between going out in the first round and making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So um, I think this is sort of a case, you know, in Lily we trust um, somewhat. But, uh, yeah, it would be a shame to see to see Francois not on the squad next year, um, even if all signs are sort of pointing that way. So that's our squad. We picked six players. Tell us why we're wrong on Twitter at, at Mongols or at Womongols um, and who your player would be. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Um, and obviously no disrespect to anybody who we didn't choose. We can only pick six. Um, but obviously there's a ton of guys that we would love to have back next season. Um, so, yeah. Guys, beyond just players, let's talk a little bit about, you know, heading into 2019, the year of the USL Championship League, Josh. Woo! Yeah! yeah. Gold stars for everybody. Gold stars for everybody. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> so excited that we're a gold star. Um, I, Wait, are you being sarcastic? <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly not. Like, I'm actually really excited about it. I don't know why. I think, I don't know. I was, uh, I, I think it could be, uh, I think it's a good thing. I mean, like, sure, it kind of, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I, don't know I don't know. I think it's a good thing. It felt like you were on um, the cusp of just going into it. Just well, well, so I uh, I would say I want to hold on to my thoughts because uh, it's going to come up in next week's episode. Oh, that's a do, teaser. Do, 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 do. 
or so. I'll talk about right. it later. Okay, that's fair. So, okay, I, I sort of, I'm not really most excited about it being USL Championship next year, but the question is, what are you most excited about heading into 2019? Uh, Justin. We're gonna win the league! <laughs> I said Justin, <laughs> not Laura Ellen. <laughs> so, was your intention on this question hounds or just period? Uh, it could be period. I mean, just heading, you know, so our season's done, obviously. The playoffs yeah, are still sure. going on. Since he lost to the Red Bulls! Um, <laughs> there it is. I had to get it in there at okay. least once, sorry. Um, uh, so, so yeah, you know, basically we have an off season to, to get ready. Um, you know, we're going to try to do some interviews this off season talk to a couple different people before you know it, we're going to get into January and the team's going to be doing some preseason games and all of that. So we don't got a lot of time looking ahead to 2019. What are you most excited about? So, I mean, I think, uh, to see one, I think to see Lily with a full preseason um, and the ability to kind of do what he wants to do with the guys over the winter and then into preseason and what he can do. And number two, completely sarcastically, but completely serious, I'm glad to see since he's gone. <laughs> yeah. In more ways than one, baby. They tried to buy the league. They couldn't buy the league. I said, you are so proving Pony's point right now. Like, who is everyone gonna hate next year? This it's so much fun to like have this. I think it's gonna be Nashville. Banter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like since they're leaving, uh, following. Oh, no, I like Nashville. Nope, too late. Called it. Yep. You gotta hate them now. No, that's a good question. <laughs> who Who are we gonna hate next year? I know. Well, and it's hard too, cause like uh, the other. One that I don't like because just the way they use him is, um, you know, is Drogba and his like, oh, let me play six goals. Let me play six games a year and score 15 goals. He's um, actually retired. Though. That's he, kind of obnoxious. Yeah, I know. Him, so. And we can't hate him either. So yeah. it's like there is nobody to hate. Do we need to hate anyone? Uh, That's my strongly question. dislike them, Laura Look, I, I mean, even just sort of Kevin. Kevin was, again, banging the drum about like, oh, it's going to be us in Louisville, us in Louisville. Like, I really want to hate Louisville. But the Coopers are such good fans. Like, they were, like, tweeting at us, like, thinking of you guys this weekend. And I'm like, I'm thinking of you guys, too. Like, it's just... I'm thinking that bourbon you uh, gave, the tailgate. That's right. Really I good mean, bourbon. Well, or is this the time that we, you know, since, um, you know, Pen15 is no longer with us and they're, what, one season as a team, um, you know... The hard uh, inaugural season. <laughs> I know the inaugural and final season. Um, you know, is this the time that we bring in Beth Steele? That like Bethlehem Steel, they are our rivals now. I know, but I feel like, like, I feel like we like we can oh. hate them, but like they're not going to be the oh, league. The, yeah, yeah. the heel of the league yeah. is what we're talking about, and I, that's why I f- maybe maybe it becomes our job. <laughs> are maybe we, the heel? we get to be the Cincinnati. Man, I would love to be the heel of the league. That'd be awesome. Do it. Yeah. I yeah, know. We, guys, we could be not the fourth team, but the third team in Pittsburgh because <laughs> no one hates the Pirates that much. But, but listen, exactly. I think if we were to become the heel, we would have to be like the runaway best team. Yes. And I think even at that, I think it would we have to be... We are the runaway best team. <laughs> I think, A, I think we'd have to splash some money and get some players that are just ridiculous because I think that if we, had a, if we had a season where we were just the runaway best team, I think there's still a lot of fans out there to be like... Aw, Pittsburgh, you guys stunk for so long. (laughs) That's a good point. I don't think it's going to be possible. But the the only reason I say Nashville is because we we don't know if they close that loophole with that Tam Gam crap with uh, MLS. So if if they end up splashing that, you know, fake uh, MLS money, uh, the funny money, and they end up buying a a star player or two, yeah, that's going to do it for me. (laughs) Uh, But I think the other reason it's hard is because it's not that I really hate Cincinnati the team like their their fans just didn't get that you were supposed to be friends in the parking lot and how sarcasm worked and like they I just they really got under my skin like I bow down I wanted, to us we're the best yeah I wanted bad things for the the fans <laughs> not for the players <laughs> so like that's the hard part for me I don't really dislike any other fans that much I mean, at the end of the day, it, it'll happen. Like, you know, we, we can talk about who we want to hate yeah, or who's going to be the hater. Like, 
someone someone will be the hated team next year and uh, we'll make it work. An oppor- yeah an opportunity will present itself and someone will step into that opportunity mike <laughs> it's gonna be you it's, it's gonna, gonna be one just night gonna be- just you're gonna send a tweet out and you're like should i do yeah. it yeah i'm gonna do it and then it's just uh, all right, back to back to happier times. Okay. Uh, Laura, Alan, what are you most excited about heading into 2019? Uh, like I said, we're going to win the league, <laughs> just to be clear. Um, no, I think um, I think I'm just excited to see where this team goes. I, you know, I am looking forward to who uh, will stay and and right, like it's it's been one of these things that I think you know as soon as Lily was signed, I was highly skeptical. You know, I didn't know a lot about him. You know, and I was just like, ah, I don't know. You know, I think you talked about last week, right? Like we all liked Brant for the most part, right? And you know, then we got Lily, and you know, I think overall, I think you know we're pretty happy with the the team and the season that he put forth in 2018. And so I'm just excited to see um, how that continues to build. Um, and I'm also like, I want to see the stadium filled. Like I want to see the steel army section filled up. Um, and I don't know how that happens. I think, you know, getting involved in community efforts, I think, you know, if there are ways to get engaged with the other sports teams or even, you know, like the college sports teams or, you know, I just, I, I want to see the stadium filled. Um, and so that's what I'm excited about. I also am excited about some of the new teams that are coming to, um, you know, League One and League Two and, and what, you know, and championship. Are there new? Anyway, but yes. um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see these new teams and develop new rivalries. And I think there's, you know, a lot of shakeups happening. And I think um, I'm cautiously optimistic about that. I think there's some historical teams that are moving down to League One, and I think that's going to be really sad. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I, I think we're moving in the right direction, and so and so I'm hopeful about that. I was going to ask the question of, is anybody really sad that Pen15 is moving down to League One? But I think the answer to that is actually yes. yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so in terms... I like making fun of them. Yes, I, I agree. So I can't remember. There's a lot of new teams that are listed here on the uh, expansion list. There's Austin Bold FC, which is a terrible name. Um, I don't know if they're coming in next year or not. You have Birmingham Legion FC, which should be in next year. Chicago is coming in 2020, which we, we've talked about. That's an awesome story. Yeah. Uh, El, Pas- El Paso Locomotive FC is coming in. Hartford Athletic is coming in. Lodon United FC, which is DC United's team, is coming in. Memphis. Say that again. Lodon United FC. Lodon. Yeah. L- Loudon. Loudon. Whatever. Loudon. Oh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. By the way, I'm not trying to hark on your pronunciation of it. I, th- I thought you meant. I thought you said load space in, and that was their <laughs> team. Name. Yes. The, yeah, the Texas like, USL teams are really going. That's for right. <laughs> Memphis 901 FC and New Mexico United. So I think, you know, looking at most of these teams, I think a lot of them are out west, which means that we may see the return of St. Louis to the east. Which, <laughs> yeah. like, that's just. Wait, they'll be the hated team then. Uh, uh, I feel so bad for St. Louis. Sorry, Phil. Um, they just don't know what, who to cheer against. Who don't they that's like? Right. Who do they like? What matters? Like, weird. Maybe they're just the most like well-informed uh, fans. Yeah, in the yeah they understand Probably both. We are both uh, conferences now, so that's great. What's going to happen is their their city's finally just going to get so ticked off they're going to jump to MLS. Which there's all sorts of talk that they could do that anyway and whatever. Anyway, Kevin, what are you most excited about heading in 2019? I think okay, so I think things move pretty fast in the USL. Obvious statement. Um, but I, I want to kind of use the case study of comparing us and Tampa. I'm, genu- I'm generally curious, is anyone here, d- does anyone here legitimately think, you know, going into next season, Tampa is expected to finish top three? Like, I, th- I think at the beginning of this season, everyone's like, oh, they're number one, they're number one, number one, they're going to be the team that, that, you know, everyone has to beat. And then they fall off dramatically. And I think just one season like that, and you kind of get erased from everyone's minds. And so I think, so by me saying, oh, like we're gonna, you know, now we're the big team in the East and blah, 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 because we had this one season, I don't think it's ex- exactly fair, but I think when you add in 
not only the performances of the season, but the the off the field club um, atmosphere and environment. Then I think those two things added together, then you can start saying, okay, who's legitimate kind of powerhouse in the East or whatever like that. And I think, you know, the door, kind of, you know, it's Tampa. Tampa went down in both of those aspects, right? They had they had kind of off the field troubles um, with their manager and all that kind of stuff, middle of the season, and um, and and we get this big boost from I think our club doing a lot of really good things off the field uh, going into the preseason, hiring the right managers, hiring the right coaching staff, doing the right things as far as um, you know PR and 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 community work and all that kind of stuff. So. I think the fact that we're, I think as a club, we're in a healthy place, and as a team, we're in a fairly healthy place, that combined with us finishing third, Cincy leaving, I think now it's, we can look forward to a 2019 season where we're legitimately a kind of powerhouse team in the East, and that's just exciting to go, to go into a season saying like, you know, we're 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 kind of top dogs here. Um, like we've <laughs> we've never been able to say that. We've never been able to look at a season from the beginning and say, you know, you know, we should be winning the next four out of the five games. You know, and and we're going to be saying that next year if we need if we want to end up where we are. So I think I think that's just what I'm excited about is, you know, we get to, we get to kind of like have an entirely new different language of how we talk about the club uh, next year, and it's going to be exciting. Kevin, do you want some guacamole? Because you got a massive chip on your shoulder right now, my friend. <laughs> oh. Ouch. Look, elaborate. What do you mean? Keep going. No, what do you mean? Well, I mean, just like okay, I, I think yes, you're right, but I also think that we have a bit of a skewed view because we are the fan base that supports this team. I think you look at somebody like the Battery, and every season for the past how many years, the Battery have been like top four, just quietly there. You look at Louisville and you look at the Red Bulls, they've been in the Eastern Conference Finals the past three years. And like going into this playoffs, they're like, Red Bulls, whatever. Like they just get it done when it comes to the playoffs. So I do think that. Yeah, it- but okay, so, but that's, that's, that's playoffs, that's one off games. I'm, if, you t- if you look at a, a, a complete body of work, right? A full, uh, a full regular Wait, season. Are, so we're playing by Cincinnati rules here. Like whoever gets the most points in the season is. No, I'm not order. saying that. I'm I'm saying a full season is a I think generally a better indicator of where the club and the team are at in their progression than one-off cup competitions. I'll use the quick example because I haven't said them in a while. Here it of is. <laughs> we we got got to the Champions League final. But by no means would I ever suggest Liverpool is the second best team in in Europe. We're not even the second. I, I mean, sometimes I would say we're not even the second best team in England. So, so that's a cup competition where one-off games are a thing. Liverpool gets really far. That doesn't mean anything to me, at least. That that equates to some you know dominance in the regular season. I think I think a long season. If you look at you know the full, um, yeah. The full regular season, I think that's a better indicator of where a team is at in their progression than than just winning playoff games. But yeah, I, I take your point. I mean, you know, the Red Bulls are now going in the Eastern Conference Final. We'll see what happens. But How, who did they beat to get there? Cincinnati. That's Cincinnati. Who, yeah, that's who they beat together. <laughs> anyway, thanks. I couldn't remember that. that, that yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bearcats FC. Um, it still hurts. It wasn't us. Anyway, Josh. Yes. What are you most excited about heading into 2019? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of echoing what a lot of everyone else has just said, but I'm looking forward to actually having expectations <laughs> uh, and seeing how Lily and the team uh, meet those expectations uh, for once instead of just being like, please don't suck, please don't suck, please don't suck, <laughs> like I have been for the last couple of years. Um, and then also just it's it's a lot of the – the front office stuff. I, I'm just really looking forward to see where we're at, how we perform as far as, you know, our marketing and what we do and just seeing this club grow. I mean, I never thought I would stand in the steel army section at the very top of it and like look down at it and feel like I'm at a, you know, MLS like Columbus crew match or anything like that. And being like, wow, that's freaking awesome. And so I, I want to see that become a more regular thing instead of being a one-off, you know, uh, playoff game thing. Yeah. Liz, I'm most excited about... I think besides what all of you all have said, because if I don't point that out, then it's not true, obviously. 
how many plans I hear about for people for next year. So Steel Army members that we want to do this for a game and we want to do this for a tailgate and we want to do this and get together on the off season. Like all of these plans to keep the momentum going because there is a momentum and next year, you know, we all feel justifiable in our optimism. Um, I really think that's a big deal that we have have those extra things going on where we're already thinking about I miss these people. I miss this atmosphere. What can I do to make next year even bigger? Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, my, my thing that I'm most excited about besides gold stars is, um, is just to see what that next step is. Cause it feels very much like, you know, multiple people have said it on the show that this very much was sort of like an establishing year. So, I'm most excited to see how do we follow that up? You know, who is it that Lily brings in in this offseason? You know, what is it, you know, what additional strings are, 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 are Tuffy, is Tuffy pulling in terms of media and marketing and things like that? And I feel like a lot of the stuff this season was sort of testing the waters, trying to figure out what we can do. And now that, you know, we as fans have learned and, and the front office has learned and the team has learned what they're capable of to sort of see what that next step is and what the progression is as this team grows is is going to be really exciting. So I can't sit back and, and, you know, point at specific things where I think they went wrong this season, at least in terms of the front office stuff, just because they did everything that we've been asking for for the past year. So, um, you know, kudos to them. Uh, Kevin's sort of assertion about, you know, us being a powerhouse, uh, got me thinking, um, I'm interested. Who do you guys think are the top four teams in the East next year? Kev, I'll start with you since you seem to be pretty confident in sort of where we are. Are we a top four team next year? Absolutely. Um, especially, (laughs) especially with Cincy falling out. Look, I mean, here, just, I'll, I'll, I'll finish up my previous point. For for what I mean by how quickly the USL can change, if you look at all of our top goal scorers this year, the only person that we had last year outside of, uh, or sorry, the only two people we had last year were Kerr and Parks. Everyone else were new additions. Nico Brett, Francois, Forbes, Greenspan, Zemanski, Roberts, Dover, Vonkies, all of them were new. So it's like, it's kind of, that's how quickly you know, things can change in one season. You know, we make those additions and, and that, that's what happens. So, um, top four for next year, I think it's us, Louisville, Charleston. Um, Is it Tampa? No. Um, it's, I, think it's, I think after such a year, I, th- I think if, if, they, if they had a situation where they maybe like finished seventh and kind of, you know, crawled into the playoffs – I think you can kind of shake that off and say, no, nothing's happening. We're good. That was just an off year. When you finish 12th outside of the playoffs, I think that points to some serious stuff going on, and I think it's going to take some time for them to figure it out. Um, I mean, I, Nashville, I mean, you know, they could be – they could kind of get it right this uh, next season. I think they kind of laid the groundwork for what they want to do. Um, I think Nashville could sneak in. So, yeah, I'll, I'll say us, Louisville, Charleston, and Nashville. Justin, who's your top four? Uh, it doesn't have to Louisville, be in any particular Pitts- order. No, Louisville, Pittsburgh, Charleston, and uh, I'm going to say Indy. Actually, I think Ooh. they, I think they, um, you know, they flipped their whole roster from NASL coming into USL. So I think they have a chance to, you know, I mean, they were they've been around for a while. They're an established club. They're in a new league. Had to flip a whole roster. Um, so I think they uh, get some stability, and I think you know they. Nashville, you know, they're moving up. They want to make a good last impression before they move. But I think Indy knows where they stand and and knows that they can make some noise in the USL if they kind of get the consistency that they didn't have this season. So I'm going to say Indy. I mean, you guys keep sort of talking about consistency. I think Louisville returned the vast majority of their players from last year. Like that was the big news in the offseason was that they, you know, basically went, they won it last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they won it last year, and then they returned pretty much everybody. Um, so, yeah, consistency is sort of the key here. Laura Ellen, who do you think? Top four. All the Canadian teams are leaving, right? Mm. Uh, or is that Ottawa. in 2020? Ottawa. Yeah, Ottawa, yeah. I think, staying. Okay. Um, so I think it's going to be us, Louisville, Nashville, and Ottawa. 
There, there you go. <laughs> Ottawa. Sorry. I, I, would, I was really hoping you asked that question and then just, like, didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I think Ottawa, I watched a, So I was on the USL show once this year, and I watched, like, little bits of every game that week. And I've, like, watched a couple weeks of the Ottawa game, and I, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I think they could be better than we think they are. And so, and also, I just like them because they're the capital of Canada. So that's that's where I'm going. There's your geography lesson for the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Liz, top four. Uh, I'm abstaining. Here's the reason. It's because I'm just I'm not knowledgeable enough, guys. You have taught me so much, and like I talk a lot more (laughs) soccer than I used to. I literally don't know. It'll be a stupid guess. So I abstain. Okay. I mean, Liz, I said Ottawa. Okay. So. <laughs> I said, so I'll give you two, Ottawa and Pittsburgh, just to support Laura Allen. Okay. Thanks. Cool. <laughs> Josh? Uh, yeah, Louie, um, us, I actually think Nashville makes a lot of sense to me, especially they're going to be ramping up. They're going to be spending that money for their MLS uh, the next year. So that makes sense to me. And I think Tampa Bay, actually, I feel like they're going to come back. I, I don't see them having – multiple years in a row of having these issues. I, I feel like they're going to go back to being what they were. Uh, I don't see why they wouldn't be with new ownership and the uh, new deals and all that kind of stuff they're making. So They could borrow Kevin's chip and just come in and like... <laughs> That's right. That's right. So yeah, it, I think I think Tampa might be one of the most interesting stories in the offseason to see what they do because, like you said, there is new ownership. Um, they had some really experienced players. You know, they got rid of their coach and took one of their best players and turned him into the coach, which I think they learned was probably not the right move. Um, that was sort of addition by subtraction, except it was like subtraction by subtraction, um, which makes more sense in math. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I guess my top four would probably... I I think you have to have Louisville in your top four. I think the odds of us um, building upon last year are going to be pretty good. But I do see, you know, the USL just continuously gets better. So I think that it's not going to be a cakewalk. So I do think it'll be us, Louisville. The battery, just like every year, I'm just like, nah, nah, they're not going to... And then they always figure out a way. Um, So maybe I'll say Charleston as well. And... It's hard because, like, part of me is looking at... You love the Red Bull. No, 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 I don't. But, like, well, I did it one time, but I don't now. Um, It's very difficult for me to to realistically put a two-team in the top four just because it feels like the goals of the teams that I've talked about thus far are very, very different than a two-team. So even if you have all the talent in the world, that doesn't mean that a talent is staying on your squad. I think Evan talked about Bethlehem has had like two games in the past however many seasons where they fielded the same starting 11 back to back like it just it doesn't happen they have different priorities and so i don't see a two team cracking the top 4 so interesting point about nashville i'm always wondering whether they actually go and spend money next year or they don't mm-hmm. um and unfortunately they don't get the benefit of like watching cincy but I think it was just an interesting case study. You know, whatever Cincy says about their MLS-ready squad, um, <laughs> throw that aside um, for a second. But I, I think it's an interesting case study looking at the fate of Atlanta United and Minnesota United and the fact that Minnesota went in thinking, well, we have this almost almost MLS-ready NASL squad and we'll keep Miguel Barra and we'll keep these guys and we'll be good. And then they're just getting smacked in MLS. And so I'm wondering if Nashville says, well, I mean, we could spend a bunch of money to get players this year and try to ramp up, or we could just wait until we're actually in MLS and just spend the money then, um, because it seems like the teams that come in with an existing squad don't even use that existing squad. So I'm even interested to see what happens with Cincinnati's current squad, and if Forrest Lasso and Ledesma and some of these other guys that have been, you know, Corbin Bone... Um, Jimmy McLaughlin, who are both already MLS dropouts, um, to see what, you know, I, I don't know how you can look at that and be like, oh, yeah, they're MLS ready, you know. Complete side question. Justin, that's a that's an amazing point. There, I think Nashville will be another team to watch this offseason to see what they do, because that makes total sense from, you know, 
like logically like <laughs> I'm, I'm so used to be just like ah, and then you come in here and drop some mo- knowledge i appreciate that um completely serious question if jimmy mclaughlin becomes available would you be happy if the hounds picked him up oh heck yeah i mean <sighs> like like that's the thing for me like i hate i hate watching ledesma for cincy every week but if that guy's on our field, I'm like, let's go. No, like, don't McLa- we hate the fans. is the same way. Like, I hate that guy. But if he's on our field, I'm like, let's go. Like, nope. The one player that I, the one player, the one player I'll caveat that with is Martinez from whatever team he was from. I cannot stand Martinez. Oh yeah, he's. Was that? that. He is yeah. so mouthy and so. Like, I know. He has got obnoxious. Oh. I can't deal with him. See, he talks that's that's McLaughlin for me. Like when he sits there and he like tries to dance and he has no rhythm or like every clip you see of Cincy is him like throwing his hands in the air and screaming to the crowd like he's the best player there. It just drives me bonkers. But anyway. my two uh, my two others are Brandon Allen and um, what's his face from Indy. I can't even think of his name because I'm so mad. Jack yeah, Mack. Jack Mack. I hate the dude. Oh, but like a pairing of Nico Brett and Jack Mack up top? Can you imagine? Uh, I never liked Jack Mack. When he was in MLS, I just <laughs> <No. didn't. sighs> All right. We got we got one more thing. Okay. What? 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 One more thing. One more thing. One more thing. And then we're going to get out of here because, you know, we're having too much fun. But I don't know if all the fans are having as much fun. I hope so. Anyway. <laughs> I have moonshot predictions for 2019. And so um, Laura Allen asked, or somebody asked, Laura Allen, was it you that asked, like, what is a yes, moonshot it was. prediction? So, yeah. So a moonshot prediction is basically like, uh, you know, you're like shooting for the moon and yet, and you, and you're, you almost go past the moon because your, your prediction is so strong and it's so far out there that you don't think there's any way you can get it. And honestly, I think like my moonshot prediction from last year was that. You know, we'd be more of a mainstay on on local news and like start to get ingrained in that culture, and it happened. So maybe I wasn't aiming high enough. But uh, so let's do this moonshot predictions for 2019. Uh, Liz, I'm just, I'm just gonna pull you up on your turn. Is is it prediction or like attempt? I don't because I, I feel like if it's a moonshot prediction, it's or not a legitimate prediction. Yeah, you're gonna hit me up on grammar. Today. <laughs> really, <laughs> really. Let's let's take the next five minutes yeah, to discuss. Absolutely, <laughs> board going. We we have to. I would like to volunteer to go first. <laughs> okay, Laura Allen, you can go first. Okay, so what I would love to see for 2019 is um, wage equity for all players, so that they are able to only work one job, and that job being playing for the USL so that they can afford equipment that they need to play um, and that they have a 12-month salary with housing for those 12 months. And the reason I say this is, yes, from an equity standpoint um, and from like a wage justice standpoint, but I also think that it is in the best interest of these clubs and of the league to have players that don't have to worry about making enough money or having the right equipment or where they're going to be living in two months. Like, I think that's something that ensuring the basic needs of these players um, will continue to increase performance and um, increase the standing of the league. Stability, we've seen, is, uh, is king or queen here in this case. So, yeah, no, that's a good one. Justin, how about you, man? What do you think? Moonshot for 2019. Um, we're going to win the double, Supporter Shield, and MLS Cup. I mean, what? USL what? Cup. <laughs> we're gonna, that is a, that is a moonshot okay, right so there. Listen, you said moonshot. We're going to win the double, Supporter Shield, USL Cup, and we're going to upset an MLS team in the Open Cup. Oh, there it nice. is. When you said MLS Cup, that was the first thing I thought was U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, no, that sounds... And then we're going to win the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> it can happen. We're in the championship. It could happen. Just one more That's season right. to get promoted <laughs> up. Right. Stupid That's man. right. <laughs> hey, Josh, why don't you go next? What's your mood shot for 2019? Um, a, it, it's, it's not as grandiose as some of the other ones, but uh, I feel like just a... I want to see a sold-out game that's not 
a special occasion. Like I not US Open Cup, not a playoff game. I just want to see a sold out game. Regular does season. Fireworks night count? Nope, nope. Fourth of July does not count. Okay. <laughs> just a regular okay. sold out game. That's good. That's a good moonshot. Liz, I say, how I'm about in you? I'm the same boat. I think my moonshot is that the Steel Army takes possession of those extra stand spaces and just fills them, like regularly fills them. We get we get more regulars. We get more first-timers. We get more bandwagon for whatever reason, like whatever it is. Like we get those people in those stands, and, and we make that an atmosphere that is something to contend with. I like it. Kev, what's your moonshot? Yeah, I mean, so much of what I was going to say has already been said. I'll second all of that, but I guess I'll I'll just say I think we've, for 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 us, I said it kind of in last week's podcast, at least for me, it feels like we have a legitimate soccer club in Pittsburgh. I think that's coming from, you know, our perspective of being the people who we are talking about it. I think next year it'd be nice if the entire city of Pittsburgh also believes that as well, that the city of Pittsburgh has a legitimate soccer you know, team and, 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 the, and the lay um, Pittsburgh citizen knows like, like, oh, what, what's that? Like, what's that stadium? Like, what sports? Like, it'd be, it'd be nice next year. I want, you know, it to be on the lips as much as like, you know, the Steelers and the, and, and the Pirates and the Penguins. I will say, well, no, I think it's a really good moonshot, but I think I mentioned this before. My in-laws started, like, when I'd go over, they'd be like, hey, I saw the Riverhounds were in the paper. I'm like, these are, like, you know, salt of the earth, blue-collar, like, pirates and stealers every time they're on, and they're mentioning the Riverhounds to me. So we're getting there, but, you know, it could be a little bit further. I think my moonshot would be we make it to the 4th of July game unbeaten. So, like, we're we're going to... You I know, like that. We, we went on a tear this season, and we, we went through a stretch where we were unbeaten, and we kept saying, like, it can, ha- it just, it can keep happening. It just keep happening. And I think that with another year with this team and Lily getting sort of a full offseason with these players, uh, a lot of the players that are coming back that know his system. And, uh, I mean, you could see it when Forbes stepped on the field, knowing Lily's system in those first few games when he finally got – like, I think it was the – I think it might have been the Cincy game where he stepped in and it was like he came in on as a sub and immediately everything calmed down. Like he just knew, like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm going to funnel the ball here and there. And if you get an offseason with a lot of these guys together knowing the system and just hitting the ground running, I think it's doable. And I think that doing that could potentially help a lot of these other moonshots um, become realities in terms of, you know, if you keep going unbeaten, then the news starts picking up on it more. You might start getting more fans. We win the MLS Cup. Like, it's just <laughs> all of those things combined. It's going to get us there. That was a jerk. <laughs> so I just we love you, Justin. we real quick. So we've been talking about how we had, like, the uh, the River Rhinos, the, the Rochester Hounds, whatever we are. Yeah, I forget what they're calling us. But having those players that, that came in with Lily and they did make the difference, next year – he will have all of that support staff that knows his game and knows what he expects when they're working on, you know, specialty plays and, and different things. That's going to make a huge difference for, you know, maybe some corners could be a goal, Josh. It could happen. <laughs> I, I, was, I, don't, I don't really I think gonna... I will ever believe that <laughs> is true. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I've been told one, sometimes corners One corner are could be a goal. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's my other moonshot as we score on five corners next year. Oh, jeez. We'll make bring it happen. Back the if that happens, we're bringing back the chance. What a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> first, first game of the year, we'll score one. First goal of the year. That's right. It's going to be a corner. corner. We'll be like, all of our problems are solved. <laughs> and then Corey Herzog will run out of the stands and pick up a kid, and it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Herzog. That's a throwback. That's right. No. That's a throwback. Um, yeah, so... I, I don't know. Guys, anything else that we want to talk about on this one? I mean, I think there's a lot to look forward to. Um, you know, obviously, we have a lot of stuff planned for the off offseason. Uh, you know, obviously, Justin taking over sort of the preview shows have been huge. Laura Allen and Liz doing the Womongol stuff. You know, Laura Allen with the more in-depth 
interviews, which she has another one coming up next week with Mark Goodman, a.k.a. the soccer rabbi, Liz taking over full 90. It's just been, I think it's been a really good year for the team. It's been a really good year for, you know, just fans. I The fact that I can sort of sit back and listen to content that I didn't create is amazing to me. <laughs> so thank you guys for all of that. Um, yeah, I guess anything else before we sort of wrap this one up? Yeah, I mean, thanks for letting us get involved with this. I mean, you guys took a risk by... Uh branching out from the uh from the uh one one a week show and letting liz do her thing and try to not swear after the end of games and <laughs> everything else really and hard. she did a really great job she did absolutely she did, yeah. so thanks so much yeah no thank you guys and uh you know for those who are wondering there's a lot of stuff that we are planning in the offseason i keep talking about uh, shows and things but there's stuff beyond shows um, you know, the, the stickers that Liz was giving away seem to be a really big hit. And so we're going to design some new stickers. We got a lot of feedback. People are really into the Mongols hats. We're going to try to do some more hats. Um, we got a whole laundry list. Laura Allen mentioned bed sheets. Like maybe we'll do Mongols <laughs> bed sheets. I don't know. It's going to be really great. We could auction them off. <laughs> we, could, we could auction off some Mongols bed sheets. Like getting weird. Guys. Yeah, that seems like a yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, curtains. We could do curtains. Curtains. I don't think I'd hang those in my house. Anyway, yeah. okay, moving on. We'll I think... mail them to Kevin. Yes, there you go. Uh, so, as I mentioned, next week um, we won't be back with this show, but Laura Ellen is going to sit down with Mark Goodman, the soccer rabbi, um, talk about all things uh, soccer, everything he's done up to this point. Obviously, with everything happening this weekend, I'm sure that that may come up as well. Um, and then we'll probably be back the week after that. We're going to start lining up some guests. So if there's anybody in particular you want us to talk to, anybody from, you know, guys in the front office to, uh, you know, I want to get Matt Geica back on. He's always fun to talk to. We'll get Hugh back in here, get some off-season thoughts. Um, it's just, it's going to be a fun off-season. So uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with it. <sighs> I think that's it for this one. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. If you're looking for more great USL news, head over to uslnews.com. Check out all the great articles and podcasts that are there, part of the BGN family. Follow us on Twitter at Mongols and at Womongols. Email us at mongols at bgn.fm. We might start doing an email thing, which um, more news to come on that. Uh, the Womongols have been doing a great job of putting out like sort of a weekly recap on Fridays, and it might be really cool to do that in an email as opposed to on Twitter. I haven't even we haven't even talked about that yet. So what, anyway, <laughs> <gasps> you can follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, head over to iTunes, subscribe to the show, leave us a review. Otherwise, let us know what you thought about this one. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later, Good game, guys. Later. Bye. <laughs>